in Shaiftim Perkzain, Pasuk Tess, now that the army of Gidon has been minimized to 300 people. And uh, like we said, all they have with them is food and shepherds. So the, the, the chance of them winning a war against the vastly superior in both numbers and in training army is uh, only in the possibility of a miracle. Because the Baruch is going to step in and help them. But it's interesting. What does Hashem tell him to do? So it says in Pasuk, it wasn't that night. And Hashem says to him, Come go down to the camp. In other words, Hashem tells Gideon to go down to the camp of Midian because he guarantees him that he's going to be victorious over Midian. The understanding was meant to be to forget on himself. Not Gideon with his army, Gideon as an individual. And he says to him, If you're afraid to go by yourself, So go together with your Nair, which is your servant, Pura, until you go together. What is uh, the idea of having one Nair servant and you're going to help him? If he's afraid of going down to the Machne of Aram because he thinks that he has one individual to take on an entire army. So then the fact that now that he has his Nair with him, how's it going to change anything? Why would that be a source of, so to speak, comfort to him that uh, Pura is coming along with him? So we'll see. And what else I want him to do? You'll hear what they say. Afterwards it will strengthen you. Well, he's gone now as a, as a spy, sorry. So he's going to listen in, right? Uh-huh. He'll go down to the camp. That's what he did. He didn't go by himself. But he and his Nair Pura go down to the camp, to the end of the place where the armed men were. The Mephoshim point out that to go unarmed and as an individual into the enemy camp was obviously something uh, which needed a lot of courage to do. And uh, that's why when they went down, they didn't go into the middle of the camp, they went to the periphery of the camp. The is because the nature of armies from then until today, that at night time they have watchmen around the camp, obviously to protect them against the surprise attack. So Gideon didn't want to get caught as being an unwelcome intruder. And therefore he went down to the Ketzei to the edge of where the, the guards were. I'm sorry. The end of where the guards were. Therefore he wouldn't be detected. Now where is that? And all the many they're all basically camping in the Emek. But Neuflim is a very strange word to use for that. So we have over here the Mitzudas, he says to us that Neifli means Chaydim, which means camping. We have a similarity. Exactly. We have exactly the same idea in the Torah. There it says about Yishmol, that Yishmol camped over the uh, entire area around him. It says, which means he didn't actually fall in all his brothers, but it means he camped around all his brothers. But nevertheless, it's not a normal word to use. And therefore, what's the what's the understanding meant to be when we talk about the we talk about the camp as being nightly as falling 
So both in the Torah when he said about Alpinekhul Echavnafal, and here also when it says that they were Nopim, it's uh, indicative of the fact that it's indicative of the fact that they were going to, it was camping in the sense that they were going to get stuck there, they were going to fall there. Why were they going to fall there? So this was a sign that they were going to lose the battle. The same thing about Magidda. And it says that Yishma was Nefim. And it says by Yishma they were Nefim. It's because they never became a novice. So their, their camping was always a... Nomadic type of... Nomadic, something which shouldn't have a Kviyas to it, something shouldn't have a Hashivas to it. And something over here. It could have been a tremendously big army, but the Maya said there was no greatness attached to it because they were going to fall. Is that the Pshat by Yippo and it's a Dachar Yes. Rashi also says right. there. Right. But they're not going to be... They're not going to be Matzliach. 100%. Okay, so it says Ka'ar by the right. There were as many as the That's the people. There was no count to their camels. Kachol Ashal Svasa Yom the right. They had camels with them. Which means they had camels with them, obviously, to fight with. Now, it's very strange here that you more normally, there are more soldiers than military equipment. Just an example. We learned previous, the previous parity about Tavera. We learned about there were 900 chariots and an endless amount of foot soldiers. Over here, it's the opposite. Over here, we find that the people were as many as the locusts and the camels had no number, which seems to indicate there were more camels than people. Right, uh, the description used for the camels is more, sub, like, it's more superlative terms than it talks about the people. Which is even more. Which is even more. What, so what is, the, what is the importance of so many camels? Which is the second thing we're going to see. Now, so Hashem's mission to Gideon was to go into the camp and to listen. To listen to what they're, going to, what they're saying in the camp. Why? In order to limit Chazak. And why? In order to in order to strengthen you. Why was what he's going to hear going to strengthen him? So let's see what he heard. And then we'll see what the message was meant to get from that was. So Vayavi Gedon. Gedon comes down to the camp close enough, obviously, where you could hear what the people were saying. And when he overheard, it was middle of the night, so one of the soldiers woken up after having had a dream and was telling his dream to his friend. <laughs> I had a dream. It's like Yosef. Right? <laughs> Yosef, uh, a number of auspicious dreams in Tanakh. I had a dream. What's called it tzlil is a question. It's not, not a normal word to use for a, 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 a loaf of barley bread. But when he says tzlil lechem soirim was misapich, was turning. Like rolling over itself in the Machine region. It's like rolling body love reached the tent, hit the tent, and the tent fell down. And it fell, overturned it. So basically, this loaf of bread which was rolling along the ground managed to overturn one of the tents. That was his dream. So his friend answers him, obviously to explain the dream, and he says, This must be the sword of Gidon, the man from Israel. And his dream is indicating that Hashem has given him 
the whole of the camp of Medina, which means that they're all going to get overturned. Now, this is a very strange dream, and it's even more strange interpretation. What in the world does this have to do with Gera? And besides for that, why would that be a why would the Gidon be compared to a lechem sa'ir, a loaf of body bread? But we'll answer all those questions next. The first point is this was the message that Hashem wanted to get into here. This was the message that Hashem wanted to get into here. Is it noteworthy that it came from the mouth of a soldier from the other And side? now the question is, what was the big deal? Why, why, why was this a message which Hashem wants to get into here? Why is it a so significant. So the answer is like this, and that is, some dreams lend themselves to an obvious interpretation. Some dreams, the explanation of the dream is not that straightforward. It's not so understood automatically what the dream is meant to mean. And if that's the case, the person who's interpreting the dream is really interpreting, interpreting it from their perspective. What they understand what the dream is meant to mean. But it's not obvious. You know, there's not an objective purish of the dream. A different person can understand the dream differently. And therefore, if this is the way it's being interpreted, it means that's what the person was thinking, and therefore he's seeing in that in the dream the illusion what he's saying. And just as an example, um, this is an example. And after people tell me that they actually realize it's like that. If you ever have heard uh, any machinery or whatever it is making a steady rhythm sound. Whatever it is. What sound? Any, a steady rhythm. Whatever machinery it is, it's making a certain sound. But uh, if you have a certain tune in your mind, you can hear it in the in the rhythm. And that's what you're thinking about at the time. So you think it's playing that tune because you hear the beat or you hear the thing or whatever you're thinking. Even though it's not necessarily the case, but it's just a, it's a, steady, it's a steady sound. Just that, that's the person's hearing because that's the tune playing in his head, so to speak. So it's a similar idea. What a, what a person's thinking about, so he'll see it or he'll hear it or he'll and whatever's going on. And therefore, one of the Mahalchim in interpreting a dream wasn't necessarily the interpretation of the dream. It was more what the person who was interpreting it was thinking, and now he sees that, he hears that in the dream too. So if that's the case, the more close the interpretation is to the simple meaning of what the dream was, the more it could be objective. The more it's, I mean, it's not exactly flourish in the dream. It needs a certain level of pirish to expand it in the dream. The more it's coming from a point of what the person's thinking, which he's seeing, or he's hearing, or he's worried about, and then finds its expression in in the dream, or in how he's interpreting it. And therefore, there's two points for Gideon was meant to hear. The one was the dream was obviously a message to him, which is meant to listen to, which is one point. The second point was the way that the soldier interpreted it. That was also what he had to hear, because that was something which means that the soldiers were afraid of him. And therefore, what they were thinking about is the Kher of Gideon ben Yash, remember Gideon didn't have a sword. But uh, the Kher of Gideon ben Yash is what scared them. And therefore, when they thought something was turning a tent, it must be Gideon. That was like, obviously, and they were afraid. And it's coming, so what Hashem wanted to show him was that, and that he told him, if you're afraid of them, so you should go down with Pariah and Ar. But what you have to see is that they're really they're afraid of you. And then. That's what the interpretation was. It's like the soldier said, it's like a foregone conclusion. Nothing it can be other than Midian. It's, it's, it's over. Hashem's given Midian into the hands of Gideon. So, once again, why would the soldier be thinking that? He was part of this tremendously big army, which, uh, like we said, they and their camels surpassed the amount of sand on the sea, a much stronger force. 
Why would the soldiers defeat this attitude that that's it, we lost? That Hashem has given us all up to Gil. Gilun had a tiny force of 300 people against a much, much greater army. They knew about that 300? Even if they thought it was more than that. But didn't Even 10,000? Right, they, they didn't begin to compare to the size of the army. And remember, they weren't armed. So why, why would a, a soldier in the ranks of Midian even have entertained the doubt that they might lose the war? Especially that it makes it sound like it's a, like it takes a fadeless attitude to it. We've lost. That's done. Hashem's given the camp to get him. So I have to explain it. But, but the message that Gideon was meant to get from this was the chizuk that that he needed to we going to that Hashem had told him that Hashem like he said the sati I've given them into your hands and that was confirmed to him was confirmed to him by the fact that he heard himself that the people, the soldiers of Midian, were afraid of were afraid of Israel. They saw the Jews winning. Now, there's is it a, important to go down with an attitude of, of chizuk? Uh, let's say Gideon would have just gone to fight the battle because Hashem said, without the confidence. That would have affected. Very good. So the Mamish about this. Why was it necessary for Gideon to have given have been given or been shown this message of chizuk? Before we went to fight, I just told him, go and fight. The Sahat will be a dekha. I'm giving it to your hand. So, what more do you need than that? So, why is it necessary for the Shah Gideon the sign or make him hear this message through the mouths of the people of Megan? So, and Zivilnagon. And Zivilnagon's commenting in this Prishon Siddha, on the bracha we say in Davening, Hashem is a mission or mivtach left tzadikhim. A mission means something to lean on. And a miftah is a source of trust for the tzaddikim. What's the difference between a mishan and a miftah? Right? So the Vilnagan explains like this. The Vilnagan explains that there's a level that Akadish Baruch protects tzaddikim. It protects tzaddikim. And therefore, the, if it's, the, when it comes to the actual showdown, Hashem will say the tzaddik from the, from the Russia. But what the tzaddik needs for that is mitachim. Because the kayak which a person has, the which a person has that ensures Hashem's protection is, is his level of bitachah. And sometimes when the Rosh is confronting a person, and the Rosh seems to be more powerful, more successful, so it's very hard for the Tariq to maintain the level of bitachah. And therefore Hashem does a Tariq a He's a miftach. He does something to help the Tariq's bitachah. And then that helps the Tariq maintain the level of bitachah that he needs in order to overcome the Russian. And therefore he says there's two stages. Really Hashem is a mission that's a taken. He'll protect them. But to protect them, they need bitachim. And sometimes the tzaddik on his own is strong enough that he has that bitachim. But sometimes the tzaddik needs chizuk. Hashem wants to help him make his bitachim stronger. So that way he's more, so to speak, he's, he's been emboldened. He has been strengthened that he's able to maintain that bitachim. That's why Hashem is a miftach. Mifshach is a hifil, he makes him boteach. He gives him the what to be boteach in. That he can feel that, oh, Hashem is helping me. I can help you And this is a special nest. I'll show you two or three examples in Tanakh where we find this principle. And it's a special nest that before the Yeshua, HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows already something in advance to the Tariq to give him the chizuk, the Yeshua's coming. Be strong. To give him the kayak of bitachin that he'll need in order to withstand his side. Our first example, or the clearest example of this, is Mordechai. Think. <coughs> Haman's confronted Mordechai. Haman wants to kill Mordechai. Now, 
in order to withstand Haman, even before the Yeshua, even before the salvation from Haman, Hashem sends it to Mordechai. He makes Haman carry, parade him around the streets. At that stage, Haman was still the Prime Minister. At that stage, Esther hadn't even denounced him yet. So Haman was still a formidable threat. But, Mishan, or Mibzach, Hashem was going to say Mordechai from Haman, but first, Hashem wants to mechazik Mordechai. That Haman's not invincible. Haman's going to basically lower himself to you. And that gives Mordechai the chizuk that Hashem is going to help me. And the Pitochan helps him overcome Haman. As we know, the next possible in the Megillah is that it was because that Haman wanted to kill Mordechai that he got killed. Here's the eighth, the Shehechin, Haman, the Mordechai, Hashem Tibet over and that's what brought Haman down. So before the Yeshua, before Hashem was a mission that he saved Mordechai, first he was a Mibzach, which means he helped Mordechai, he gave him what the Pitochan You can see Hashem looking after you, not for God. You see, Hashem will suddenly glow Haman in front of you. And uh, Zeresh, Haman's wife, and his advisors already saw this. When they saw from the fact that Haman had to lower himself in front of Mordechai, so they told Haman, Haman, you've begun to fall. You're never going to get up again. Haman didn't believe him. That's the mission. And that's the Miftah. That's the one example. Another example is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov is going to love him. Laban also is a significant challenge and threat to Yaakov. And Yaakov's scared. Yaakov's part of says. Yaakov's scared of confronting Laban. Hashem is going to protect him. Hashem is going to save him from Laban. Kippur Hashem is Yaakov, a Gohara Mir Chazak Mimena. Song about Laban. So, yes, in a sense, Laban was stronger than Yaakov, but Hashem is there to protect him. But before he does that, he gives Yaakov a Mibtach. He gives him something to have Bitachan in. And he appears to him in the night in the dream of the Chalayim, of the ladder. And he says to him, I'm with you. So that was the Mithlach. It gave Yaakov the mockum from Bitochen that he's going through a big challenge now. Yes, he's going to get protected in the end. But Hashem gives him the Bitochen beforehand to help him. Think about it for a second. So for the 20 years that Yaakov was with Lovan, how many times did Yaakov go back to that Nebuah? Don't worry, I'm protecting you. But that was the chizuk he had to survive Lavan. That's when Hashem is a miftah for the tzaddik before he's a mission. Before the Yeshua comes, he gives the tzaddik the ability to have bitachon, because that's what he's going to need in order to, in order to get to the Yeshua. And it's the same thing we find over here by Gideon. Hashem is going to save him, but it needs bitachon. It needs bitachon. And if that's the case, Hashem tells him basically, if you're afraid, I'm doing this for you, to strengthen your bitachon. And therefore that was the, the, the miftach, that Hashem made this, so to speak, sign, that Gideon would hear, in order to, like it says, if you're going to listen to this, then you'll be stronger. The, the, the mission Gideon had, Hashem felt he was afraid. Hashem felt he was weak. And every time I'm going to make you do something, to be exactly this point, to strengthen the bitachon, and thereafter to be confident to do it. Because that's what you need. That's the principle of the Vilnagon and some of the examples of the Vilnagon. There's a point which is negated to us, the Mason, this Vilnagon. That's what I'm talking about now. And that is, Klaish falls in the same category. Klaish falls in the same category. Hashem is going to save us from this goddess. That will be the mission. When eventually Hashem takes us out of goddess and brings us back and brings the, 
Kaisel back to the Malchus Territ Israel, whatever it is, that will be Hashem's salvation. But it's been a long time when Kaisel had to run Bitachum that we're going to get there. And Hashem was a Miftach too. All the Nevoz that is going to be Mashiach, all the promises Hashem made, I'm never going to forget you. And Kaisel will always continue. That's the Miftach. What are we, what's up? Where, where do we, so to speak, anchor our Bitachum that is going to be Mashiach? What we rely on that Hashem is still going to save us. He hasn't forgotten us. Hashem's promises. Because He promised that. And that's the Emma's answer. If anyone ever asks, people sometimes say, how do you know Mashiach to go on the come? After nearly 2,000 years, how can you still know it's going to happen? Well, maybe Klaus has done so many errors that I don't deserve it anymore. The answer to all those questions is, because Hashem promised. It wasn't, a, it wasn't conditional. It wasn't if we study Him and Hashem will bring the one if we not then He won't. And a number of times, again and again, the Tanakh Hashem promises that regardless of whether we hold it, Mashiach is going to come. And therefore, how do we know it's going to happen and why do we can rely on that? Because Hashem promises, we can trust Hashem. That's the Miftach. That's the Miftach. The Miftach is Hashem's already promised us. He's given us the Bitachan that we needed in order to, or the, what's that Bitachan in, that we need in order to be able to have that Bitachan, because that's what we're going to need to get to the good. So why is it only Mishan Mitach that's a Bitach? Like if, let's say not a Tzadik, we got a Mitach, it would help him be a Tzadik. Seems like only a Tzadik came up. He just, let's say, he'll drop. Tzadik, Hashem will give him a Mitach. Right. And it makes sense. But a regular person, anybody who gets a Mitach will be much easier for him. Yes, I know. Because Mishan is worth a Mitach, it doesn't help. What? Huh? Because Mishan is worth a Mitach, it doesn't help. Hashem is already given the sign, His promise is going to do something, and still people are to me. It needs, to, it needs a person to be a certain, have a certain level of Mitach. To be able to rely on that to to be strong. If a person's not strong enough, then it doesn't help the sense. And even a straight a straight up mitzvah, like Hashem told Jack, I'm gonna be with so now like the doctor is not I'm saying. Well, it's a bit of an average person, not a Russian. That's a bit. That's a bit of. Um, when Hashem told Klai Yisrael, he's taking them to Mitzrayim, and he's gonna send them from the Mitzrayim, and he's gonna, don't be afraid of them. Right. And now they come to Yamsuf and the Mitzvah are chasing them. And now Hashem needs Bitachim. That's what Hashem needs, just like now. Hashem needs Bitachim to say Klai Yisrael. How many, how many people in Klai Yisrael had the Bitachim and how many were afraid? And they wanted to run back to Mitzrayim or surrender or whatever they wanted to do. In other words, not necessarily because there's a Miftach or people strong enough to stick to the Miftach. But the Miftach wasn't to them directly, it was through Moshe. We told them. Wasn't they didn't know about it? I'm told. Hashem's going to take you out of Israel. Hashem's going to bring you to whatever it is. They have been the book already. Hashem to come and tell you to throw. 100%. The same thing by the Miranda. The Miftach was there. But if it's a Tariq, when he has that, he sticks to it. Now, Shayan can someone who's not a Tariq, it's not going to be enough for them. It's not going to help. So only the Zadik can get it? Meaning, because it's only going to help for them only they get it? Either it's only going to help because I get it, or when it's there, they want to use it. So Hashem, can, as I say, Hashem is a bit of Can we see this in our own lives? Also, if Hashem prepares us with the Tachan, with the situation. Sometimes we can. Sometimes we can. Sometimes we can see in retrospect. Sometimes we can see in hindsight how what Hashem, different person, was preparing them for something else. And it gives them the chizuk to deal with the, the bigger problem, the terror when it comes, because they've already been given the preparation for that. 
Let's not talk about tonight. So the point of the test was the fact to be a miftah. Now one more point. What is the point? He said, what is the point of taking Pura with him to the to the, the uh, to the camp? Pura is a servant. Isn't going to be. Yeah. So Pura is not going to protect him from the army of Midian. If he's going to get attacked, it's not going to be helpful. Another point. And that is, Pura can corroborate what he heard. Pura can corroborate what he heard. Now, yeah, it's not just Gilad had it. It's not sure about it. And Pura had it too. So you can chazak him. It's just like, what do you say? You didn't make it up. You didn't hear it wrong. That's exactly what the point was. If a person here sometimes, if a person doesn't have the clarity, so then even the Miftach isn't placed that off. Maybe it wasn't exactly like this. Maybe it didn't exactly mean like that. Maybe I heard it a bit wrong. In fact, if someone with you, that's going to be chazak it for you. So that will make the Miftach much stronger. So it's not that he'll be afraid to go to the 